Hello. Welcome to this episode of Worth Watching Once. I'm Brady, and as always, joined by my co-host, the endlessly effervescent Thais. Oh, that, aw. Thais, how you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm a little shaken up from the movie, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but I'm good. We will. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about the 2016 Netflix original movie, Spectral. This is my choice this week. And uh, described on Netflix as when an otherworldly force wreaks havoc on a war-torn European city, an engineer teams up with an elite special ops unit to stop it. So it's kind of a sci-fi action thriller movie. Would you say that's accurate? Absolutely. Um, But I will also add that Google has it a little differently, though. Ooh, let's hear Google's take on it. So Google, it's a little shorter. It just says, soldiers battle supernatural forces that are threatening to overwhelm New York City. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So way off. Yeah. (laughs) Way off. Um, Because this took place in Moldova. Yep. And they didn't mention the city specifically. So I guess we don't know. And I didn't look in to see if, it was because they had some you know, long shots of the city, mm-hmm. but the only city I know is the capital, Kisinau. I don't know much about it. I don't know what it looks like. That so I that's guess. really all we have. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll just say it's this Moldovan city, definitely not New York. It's city. definitely not New York City. And I um, apparently the movie, its primary location that it was filmed in was Budapest. So it's not even that it was filmed in New York Makes and somebody sense. like you know read it wrong and wrote it in. Yeah. Like no, someone just. It had a Budapest know. look to it, for sure. Not New York. The big York. river down the middle, yeah. <laughs> Unless whoever wrote this is just very bitter about how New York is looking these days. and uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no doubt. 2016, yeah. 2016 New York was shambles. <laughs> so the IMDb rating is a, is a respectable 6.3, and the Rotten Tomatoes critics score is 75%, and a 53% audience score. And 83% uh, Google users. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And the director was someone I'd never heard of before. And he really doesn't have much of a resume. Uh, When I looked into him, he was described in an article as a commercials director. It is Nick Matthew. Matthew? I think it's Matthew. Well, yeah, maybe it's just Matthew. Or Mateo. No. Yeah. We'll go with Matthew. Yeah. Nick Matthew. <laughs> it's in that vein. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's his only one. I am shocking to me because people are pretty religious about updating their IMDb pages. It's the only thing he has credit on there. So mm-hmm. I have no idea what else he's done. The only thing I could even find on him really was a variety article that announced he was replacing uh, so there, there was this movie, I think it was Norwegian called Kontiki from 2012. Mm-hmm. They had dual directors and those two guys were going to direct Spectral, which was a legendary pictures film. Um, but after the success of Kontiki, they moved to Pirates of the Caribbean five. Uh, so they did, I, I think that was, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I haven't really kept up with that franchise, but that was the fifth. Uh, Pirates movie and and they directed it. Um, so this guy Nick Matthew stepped in to take over Spectral. Uh, and I think he did a great job for mm-hmm. it being his first. I mean, the, the, this was a heavy effects movie. Um, there were some big sets. You know, you think about that scene kind of in the middle. This isn't giving anything away, but they're like at a bus in a or at a fountain in a in a city square. Like that's a big set with a lot going on, a lot of explosions, a lot of effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's lots of debris. Yeah, lots of debris, uh, lots of stuff going on. That's that's kind of a tall task for a first-time director, especially mm-hmm. if it's someone who's you know worked in commercials. Yeah. So I think he did a great job considering mm-hmm. considering like the scope of the story and the actors involved. Like there were some, you know, maybe not the biggest of names in it, but kind of secondary uh, names in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the last article I could even find about him on, on variety, which is pretty good about keeping up to date on, uh, on movie news. Uh, there's nothing else. So I, I really don't know much more about him beyond that. 
Um, but I, I think he did a great job. And then in terms of the cast, uh, one of the first guys we see is James Badge Dale, mm-hmm. which the name means nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> but the face, well, as soon as you see him, I don't know if you had the same thought I did, but as soon as I saw his face, one of the most shocking scenes in movie history he's a part of. <laughs> and anytime I see him, he's in some other movies, like uh, he's in 13 Hours. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's always like a, a soldier or a cop. He's in World War Z. Iron Man um, 3. Iron Man 3. Yeah. So he's always in like th- that same sort of role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, anytime I see him show up in one of those movies, that's the first thing I think of. The, the Departed that shocking scene um i feel like that's what he's always going to be known for but uh again he kind of a a generic role in this he's the the scientist the engineer and yeah engineer scientist (laughs) yeah and he's he's obviously a a brilliant guy but you know he steps in he's the guy who's going to figure out what's going on solve this mystery um emily mortimer who looked so familiar to me. I just couldn't place her. Uh, I ended up deciding that she, I think she looks like Miranda Otto. And so that's maybe the connection I was made. Miranda Otto was, um, I can't believe I, Eowyn in Lord of the Rings, uh, Two Towers and Return of the King. Oh. Uh, Theoden's daughter, her niece. I can't remember their relationship. Um, I thought she kind of looked like her, like a Miranda Otto with, uh, with her red hair. And, um, I think she's a British actress. So, uh, but she, you might know her from Lars and the Real Girl or Mary Poppins Returns. Those are some of her bigger movies. Or Shutter Island. Or Shutter Island. She was in Shutter Island, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I need a rewatch on that. Um, yeah. but she was in there. She played a, an American, I think, CIA agent. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did a she did a great job. Bruce Greenwood was in it. He's recognizable as Pike from Star Trek. He played uh, John F. Kennedy in Thirteen Days about the Cuban Missile Crisis. He was the president in National Treasure, Book of Secrets. <laughs> but he's one of those guys where this is where casting decisions play a huge role because as soon as you see him, like James uh, Badgedale shows up and Bruce Greenwood's there, like he's in charge. Yep. <laughs> like you just know when you see Bruce Greenwood, you're like, that's the guy who's in charge. <laughs> and that's where those casting decisions like you know, really play a big role. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what it was. He was sort of the, the authority figure at this American base. Yeah, I don't even know if they really got into the details of why these guys were there. Were there, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I guess it's the same thing as like, you know, when we had troops in the Balkans during the, you know, uh, bosnian crisis and stuff like that in the late 90s and we just kind of have these guys all over the place but i think they're there for you know, humanitarian <laughs> yes. whatever well, hope, I guess. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fingers crossed on that one but you know there's some some stuff going on with these these spectral beings or anomalies that are attacking people and attacking the troops and that's why this uh scientist is brought over to try to figure out what's going on so Bruce, Bruce Greenwood is kind of heading up the base there. Uh, in terms of the other people in it, Stephen Root makes a quick appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Milton from Office Space. He's in a ton of stuff, uh, but I think that's probably his most recognizable role, along with Dodgeball, uh, No Country for Old Men. I kind of wanted to see more of him. When he showed up on screen, I thought he was going to be in the movie more. Like I was just expecting like maybe like a callback to his character, but it was like, you know, he kind of did his thing in the beginning and then. Yeah. Quick cameo. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Super brief appearance in the beginning. The only other guy who, who stood out to me was uh, Royce Pearson. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, but I, he was also in the Witcher. Oh, okay. Well, for me, it was uh, Max Martini. The moment I saw this guy, I was like, oh, we're going to be safe because he's from Pacific Rim. And he was like a badass, like soldier there. And then like when he shows up, like just like a massive muscle, just like walking in, like I'm a soldier and I'm going to get this shit done. I was like, yeah, you are like you did it before. Like you could take on monsters like the Kaiju. You can freaking take on whatever's going on. He's another guy. He was in 13 hours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he was also in uh, in Captain Phillips as a SEAL commander. 
So he's just, he's again, one of those guys where, you, you know, you pass know. him because it's <laughs> like, okay, we need the guy who's going to be like the badass who saves the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, good point. Uh, the, the Royce Pearson guy, I, when, when I saw him in the Witcher, I thought he looked just like uh, the guy that um, Khaleesi married in Marine in Game of Thrones. Remember that like, um, you know, nobleman that she had to marry. He was like, they were married for like an episode because he ended up getting killed. Spoiler alert. From the the city that ever, what is it? Like Marine the greatest, with the big pyramid. Yeah, the greatest city that ever was and will be and is or whatever. No, I think that was, uh, I think that was Astapor. Oh. Anyway, so okay. when I saw him in The Witcher, I was like, <laughs> I think it's that guy. And I looked him up. And I was like, oh, it's a different guy. And so in this movie, I saw him again. I was like, I think it's that guy. I looked up, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's the same guy. That I... So that's why I wanted to point him out. He's uh, He didn't play a huge role in the movie, yeah. but he was just kind of there. But a pretty good cast overall. Some big mm-hmm. names, some uh, um, recognizable faces. Mm-hmm. Well, we have um, Corey... Hard Hardricht, Hart Hardricht. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Also, one of the soldiers. He was in uh, Battle Los Angeles World Invasion. So it's like he's also in uh, the Outpost. So like he's also played, you know, a soldier in other like American every- Sniper. He yeah. Was in. <laughs> like so, he everyone's just been. He's in the show soldiers. SWAT. Yeah, like these guys <laughs> just they know what their bread and butter is. He was and- a never been kissed. He was probably a cop in that. <laughs> but yeah they knew they knew who they were casting for this and it felt right like all like the moment we saw these guys like it was it was believable i don't think any of these actors like were over uh like acting that's not a good way to put it like they it felt right. Like the way that they cast they fit, it, it they, felt right. They, they fit. It was a cohesive unit. And like these yeah. guys have fought wars together before in other <laughs> movies. Yeah. So it's like, it's like <laughs> they are a, a SEAL team that's, you know, just going out for another Call of Duty. Yeah. These were the Delta, what were they called? The <laughs> Delta something force. Yeah. They're some sort of Delta squad. <laughs> Which I'm not like... tapped into that, to that scene. Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the things I want to discuss about for this movie. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. If we don't have any other actors to talk about, let's uh, let's hear your thoughts on it. And uh, let me just say, Tice, this is I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's like I think it's one of the hidden gems of Netflix. You know, it's not like it's not the best movie that they have, um, but I think it's. a a super entertaining movie it's a good sci-fi good kind of uh, mystery slash thriller and uh it's just a good one to kind of throw on at night it's a little bit creepy too with the the, i mean they look like ghosts and you're not really sure what they are how they got Mm -hmm. there um so i i really like it for all those reasons i think it's it's really enjoyable it's not too long what was your take well so did we mention the budget? Because that was one of the big things with this movie. I I don't know what the budget. I can look at. I was thinking probably thirty to fifty range. Seventy million. Wow. Yeah. So that's a big budget movie. It's a big budget movie, and I guess like if you okay, so they're not big budget act. Well, I wouldn't say like they're household names, right? But there's a lot of them in one collective mm-hmm. movie. And for all the, mm-hmm. like, the special effects, I thought were great. It looked good. It, the movie looked good. And yeah, yeah the, the effects were good. And this was probably filmed, like, 2014, 2015. Mm, for it to come out. Yeah, definitely. And so, I guess, going into this movie, when you suggested it, <laughs> the first thing I saw was you know, men in uniform, like soldiers with big guns. But I don't think I took in account the style of guns they were carrying. So in my head, I was like, this is a war movie. And I checked out completely. War movies for me, I just, I don't have like the patience for it or the not, I, little background history on my schooling here. I uh, failed U.S. history, had to retake it again as a senior in a freshman class. It was the whole thing. Oh, no, junior class, but whatever. 
Uh, <laughs> so for me, like history was just not, and like, that's all we <laughs> talked about in class was just war. History and is just war. <laughs> it's just war. <laughs> and I, There's nothing else to talk about. Nothing. No. Uh, well, that's what it felt like. It's like every time we like move on to something, it's like, oh, and then this other war that we had where America yeah. just like, to me as like a teenager, it was like, America's just putting their finger into everything like where they shouldn't be. And I was like, why are we getting involved? Like, who cares? Like, I was just so angry at the fact that Icky we've just been fingers. fighting everyone for whatever reason. I didn't understand the reason. It was a whole thing. So when I saw that this is a war movie, I was like, Ugh. like, do I need to like research now, like about a war and learn the hit? Like I was getting really upset at the homework I was like, gonna have to do for this movie. <laughs> so then, <laughs> cause I didn't read the synopsis, but I'm like, why is the movie called Spectral if it's like a history movie? <laughs> So finally I looked up the synopsis, just work with me here. And then I saw that it's sci-fi and I was like, oh, so it's like a fake war. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm back in. <laughs> like, I, yes, I, thought, I, I picked a, I picked a history documentary for a <laughs> movie podcast. Well, not like <laughs> about like an actual, like, you know, there's not a, uh, not about like a real war, but like, maybe like war adjacent <laughs> like, i picked a fake war documentary <laughs> I've never <seen> a documentary. <laughs> all right no i got you i got you okay i just i yeah anyways so <laughs> so this movie starts and you know right off the bat we have this you know scientist engineer working on some funky stuff like with the laser and I'm like, of course, well, there's right, lasers. right off the bat. You have a guy die. Well, true, like true. Minute, which yeah. is like, you know, the movie means business. Yeah. There's no title scene. Like, it's just yeah. like Netflix, like boom, boom. And then you're in the battlefield, <laughs> like creep guy walking in, like through like weird corridors yeah. of, you know, debris and people dead. And it's like dimly lit. So I had to pause the movie and put my shades down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Yeah, that was the right move. The veteran play. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be a dark movie. And then, yeah, creepy thing flies through the guy, dead. And then suddenly, spectral. Yeah. And then it, you know, and then we see the the main character like going through, I don't know, a, a junkyard or something for parts. And he's like, this line he says, he's like, oh yeah, printer cartridges. Like they haven't been around for 14 years. And I'm like, when is this? When are we right now? Mm. And then he's like working on some laser. So I'm just like, all right, I I get that it's sci-fi, but they're playing it off as like real. So I was just very confused. Like, should I know about things that are happening or is this all fake? <laughs> because I am so ignorant to what's happening in the world that I was like, is there something going on in Moldova? Like, should I be worried about like what's going on over there? And I... And that's when I texted you. It was 8.49 into the movie. Eight minutes and 49 minutes into the movie. I actually started crying. <laughs> and I... When you texted me, Tice, <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, I loved it. I loved the passion. I was like, what is she... Like, all that happened was like, they just melted a block of ice. Like, was... Well, because at that so point... Me in. At that point, they've recruited you know, the main guy, Clyde, right, uh, to come to to Russia because they need his opinion, right? He's the lead engineer scientist that invented their cool, nifty, you know, Super Saiyan goggles, and they're going to, like, go and check shit out. So the scene is, um, you know, the sergeant's, like, walking him through this, like, lab. All the soldiers are, like, working on computers, and he's explaining this, like, civil unrest that's happening in Russia. And I paused and rewound maybe three times to try and understand what was going on in Moldova because I didn't understand. I understood those words separately, but not in the sequence that this man was speaking. And I turned to my roommate, Jared, and I'm like, I don't get what's going on. And suddenly I just started crying. Literal tears were coming down my face. And he's like, what is that bubble on your are you crying? And I'm like, yeah, those are tears on my glasses. <laughs> like I was just so, I was, I don't know. I was like 
stressed that I didn't understand. And I was like, is this really going on in Russia? Like, are people really like, is the government? And it has, it has nothing to do with the movie even. (laughs) But I got so sucked in to this, like the government (laughs) in this like town. And so like Jared had to be like, well, like, we don't really care about that. Like, the movie's not going to be about that at all. <laughs> like, let's continue. Maybe we'll find out more. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And literally, had I just watched, like, one extra minute, we would have gotten into the meat of the movie, which is these weird spectral beings. Right. <laughs> but I couldn't get past it. <laughs> and that's what I texted you. I'm like, I'm literally crying. <laughs> It's not even nine minutes in and I'm in tears. <laughs> Thank God you had Jared there. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I would have been stuck in. I probably would have texted you and been like, wait, so like, what do you mean civil? Like, <laughs> you, you text me like, oh, I'm not doing this civil liberties, yeah. like Russian I was about to like search about like the government and like where Moldova stands and like what's going on. And I, I was just very, very confused. And like, I, yeah, I just felt very stressed about like, oh my God, I'm going to have to learn like more history on how like military and government forces work. And like, does the military own them now? Like, do they have military police? Like I was going into like this whole rabbit hole thing and it was like, it's not even about that. <laughs> also probably takes place in the future. But I don't yeah. think they made that super clear. And really, it's not so much, or really not about that at all. It's a, <laughs> a science-heavy movie, though. Yes! It's not, like, deep in the science. And I found mm-hmm. the science fascinating. I, what I probably saw this for the first time know, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I, like, went in mm-hmm. on on the science behind it. It's, it's pretty interesting. Obviously, they take massive liberties yeah. with the science. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know, either not actually scientifically plausible or beyond way, way beyond our expertise. Um, but it was grounded in that basis of science uh, that I think can make sci-fi movies so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things that I really liked about it, that it wasn't completely supernatural, but there was at least some explanation for what was going on. There's a, uh, a and it's, well, it's funny because like you're not the only person that was fascinated by the science of it, because like the moment you start searching online, like Google, like it's like the first top thing, like everyone searched the exact same phrase. And there's an article in um, it's a, is it ARS Technica or Ars Technica? But Ars it's a, Technica, yeah. A gaming culture uh, or a gaming entertainment website. And it just says the science of spectral. Is that really how Bose-Einstein condensate behaves? And it just like yeah. breaks it down. And I, I really did like this article because I was halfway through the movie. Like I'm, I'm so deep into this article, and I didn't realize the movie was still playing in the right. background because I was like, <laughs> right. I was like, I want to know more. But even before searching for this, I was searching for the relationship between light and iron. <laughs> And I was like actually searching for phrases like how does light affect iron or, you know, the relationship between the two of them can light penetrate iron. Why is iron like I just I was trying to figure it out and I came across um, because like as I'm searching for this, the movie's going on and they start talking about the Atari. Right. So I'm like, I've heard this before. Like, where is this like phrase come from? I go and search into that and it is folklore. Every country has an Atari, which is a vengeful spirit, right? And um, so then going into vengeful spirits, that's when I decided to put iron relationship to vengeful spirits. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a web sleuth, okay? Um, and I came across... love a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm so deep in it now. Um, and th- there is a thing called cold iron where like back in like the 18th century uh people believed that iron would keep away the spirits so that's why we have like iron fences around cemeteries or people would hang iron horseshoes on their doors to like ward off spirits um in the movie maleficent 
I guess they mentioned that iron um, hurts the fairies in the land. So it's like even in popular culture, like people still bring iron and like, you know, I was gonna say silver bullets, but like, you know, we we talk about these metals as weakening the supernatural. So it's been in our right. culture for years. So it was like interesting to see it being brought into this movie where it's like such a, a science heavy movie, but then there is still that like, could it be supernatural? Like everyone's think like that one guy says like, I believe in God and what I saw was hell or, you know, whatever. Like yeah. it was just feeding into that, supernatural uh you know mystical mythical realm that i love <laughs> so that's what kept me into this i mean i love science too don't get me like that's the this movie i liked it for like the science the action and then the the creepy like could it be right you know ghostly or something um and i and the the atari legends and the iron uh you know, relationship. Like I, I really, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, it really was. And you said it perfectly, Tay. You said the way that it was grounded in that science, but still maintained those, those supernatural or, or mystical elements. Mm -hmm. I thought it was, it was perfectly done and, and made the movie that much more enjoyable. <laughs> but I did write, uh, right as the, the movie started, I was like, the enemy is definitely, or the, the spectral things I put, definitely enemy made, they're driving these things remotely. <laughs> I was like picturing like how we have, you know, soldiers that can fly like jets from like a video game. They're like, like drones. Yeah. Like that's, I was picturing it like somewhere in Moldova because, <laughs> you know, we're at war with them. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we need to get these Americans off our land. Let's come up with this thing that can attack them from a safe place because they have numbers, but we've got the technology. So like, that's where I was coming from. So like, but then like the movie starts taking a turn where I'm like, wait a second, like, could it be supernatural? Like, is it not scientific? Mm -hmm. And I think that was the ride that I liked through this movie was that it kept me guessing. Like sometimes I'd be like, no, it's definitely man-made. And then suddenly I'd be like, ah, but the, 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 the little girl in me that likes to believe in ghosts and shit is like, yeah, ghosts, like come out and kill humans. Cause we're assholes. And <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, <Sicko. laughs> uh, but I did wish that they explained the, the iron stuff more. If it really was like, because of the folklore or if it was just like a, a nice touch like what's a, a metal that we can easily get like <laughs> so there is there is a relationship there a lot of iron um, in russia an article well an article i read explained that the the iron again i am going to absolutely butcher this because it was an article i read probably two nights ago and i i didn't take notes on it but <laughs> there was a, a relationship between the iron that holds this Bose-Einstein condensate. And really that's the only relationship though. So the, the iron can hold it. Um, so it has some effect on it that way, but really beyond that. Uh, so essentially what the scientist said, who understands this, you know, a million more times than I do, said that, you know, it's, there, there is a relationship there, but they probably took some liberties in, uh, the, the exact properties, the defensive properties that it would actually have. But I feel like they didn't explain that. Like they weren't just like, Oh, yeah, like, it, it, that's their weakness is iron because X, Y, Z. Yeah. It like, was much more left up to interpretation in, yeah. in the movie. And it was just kind of like, this works, but we don't understand why. And maybe the, uh, the, the filmmakers like didn't understand it. And they're like, we'll add it because we, it'll be like a hats off to scientists out there that do understand it, but we can't explain it. So we're just gonna. Right. You know, and also <laughs> like the, really the only scientist in it who knew anything about it was Klein. And mm -hmm. he probably doesn't have a deep understanding of it. He might just know that, oh, it'll react in some way, but uh can't really explain how. So mm -hmm. if he doesn't know it, then he can't communicate that with the audience. Well, and, and sometimes in movies, I think that's, that's 
a good thing because it can get real old when we all know the movies with like the scientists who have every answer and like an explanation for everything. So I think it was, it's refreshing when you have a scientist in a movie who, you know, like in this case, Klein kind of has a eureka moment where he says, Oh, I think I know what it is. It fits. It matches all these properties, but he doesn't have all of the answers to it. I, I think that can be refreshing in a movie. I I lost my train of thought. That's what really actually happened. <laughs> uh, I will say the things that I didn't like about this movie, and it just goes back to because I'm not really into war soldiery type of mm-hmm. movies. I don't like it when they just like drop lingo like all the time about stuff. And I never know is it in movie universe lingo that I should know about or is it real military lingo can like, we dive into this a bit? Can you tell me some of the, the lingo that you're rattled by? Well, <laughs> I don't remember all of it. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was like in the beginning when they're like introducing the engineer to like the team and stuff. And they're like, oh, he's part mm-hmm. of DARPA, which I was like, okay, like that's a thing that, or DARPA, I don't know what, something. DARPA, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's probably in movie. But then they were like, you need to sign this uh, SE. SCF or SCI, SCI agreement. And I was like, what it was like, is it secret service industry? Or like, I was like, trying to come up with like what the agreement like stood for. And then like the very next scene, it was like, this is the uh, service correspondence itinerary. I don't know. I can't remember uh, facility. So then it was like SCIF. And I was like, all right. So then it's in movie. But then there was like another thing where it was like, He's like, oh, we got to contact like the DOD and let them know like what these guys are like doing. And I was like, wait, should we know what the DOD is? Is that also in movie stuff? Because like- so DOD is Department of Defense. Oh, <laughs> then why not just say the Department of Defense? They say bigger words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So that's the dialogue thing, strip thing, I think, yeah. where you try to make it as realistic as possible. And, and yeah. DARPA is real. Oh, um, so DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, oh. and it was founded in the late 50s by, uh, well, not by, but during President Eisenhower's term. So in late 1957, I think it was October 1957, October Sky, Sputnik was launched mm-hmm. and everybody in the American government panicked because now it's like, well, what else can Russia do? So they created in, I think, early 1958 DARPA as a response to that. And they're essentially, uh, they work on research projects. They're like a, a DOD research agency. And I think that some of the things that we've gotten from them include like the internet. Now, not, not the World Wide Web, but like mm-hmm. early uh, computer networking was uh, invented by DARPA. Neat. So they, they do some really cool work and it's not all you know klein referred to this in the first few minutes of the movie and he was talking to steven root mm-hmm. like where he's like oh we're the just, leading eight, like department they're or not whatever just the world interested in like creating war machines they're mm. they're interested in you know peace projects and just science in general um so darpa is really cool something something worth looking into and yeah they they didn't go into that in the movie but i i think that, that is a script thing sometimes where they just mm. try to have the dialogue as realistic as possible and um, you know, kind of hope that you can Google it or something if you're, if you're curious what it is. Right. I guess like, cause sometimes in movies, I love it and hate it. And it just depends on how they do it is when they fit into the script, a way to describe to the viewers, like what's going on, like exp- explaining to the viewers what's going on. Sometimes they like do it where I'll give you an example. We're watching psych and, there's Great show. Oh, so good. And detective uh, Lasseter is like talking to O'Hara and she was like trying to befriend uh, f- another female cop. It was that it was a novella episode. If anyone's super, if anyone's a psycho out there, you know, what's up. And, you know, she, she approaches this female uh, cop and she's like, Hey, like, if you ever need any help, like, let me know, like, I'm, I'm here for it. And the female cops like, thanks. I'll let you know if I need help. Like, filling out my name tag like get the fuck out of here <laughs> so a hair like walks away like all you know annoyed because she's like i was just trying to be nice like this bitch and lassiter is like 
what do you guys like BFFs now? Best friends forever? And it was like, you didn't need to say best friends forever. I think everyone <laughs> knows what BFFs stand for. But like the show needed to say it, right? To clarify for those people who maybe had never heard the acronym. And so mm. in this movie, I guess I was expecting, and maybe I just missed it in conversation Um a little more description like that where like they're talking about these things and then like maybe go like dumb it down a little bit for the rest of us who are ignorant about such things <laughs> um and I, and maybe that line of him saying like well we're the leading you know depart like whatever of uh making mm -hmm. shit definitely in better words but he said something along those lines <laughs> i guess <laughs> i should have like maybe picked up that I mean, I, I guess I understood that's what DARPA does or did or whatever, but I, I still was questioning if it was real or not. Mm -hmm. And like, and that's, I think where I get upset and maybe where my frustration came from that led me to tears um, in watching these movies. Cause I knew there was going to be a lot of that lingo where like, I don't know if that's how they actually talk. If I should know this, when the soldiers talk to each other, like they talk in code or talk information. I have no idea if that's real or they're just like making it up for the movie. And then I get frustrated because like if I'm in conversation with somebody else and they're like, oh, yeah, when they're like cold blue and I was like, yeah, cold blue is such a real thing. And they're like, no, it's just for the movie. And then I'm looking like an idiot. So <laughs> I just get maybe stressed too easily. So here's a good one to tell you. So like a common one I noticed in this movie is they'll, they'll say clicks like uh, yeah. we have three clicks away. Mm -hmm. Click is a kilometer. Uh, um, so that, that's standard lingo because <laughs> You know, they use metric system. I've so heard that. In, in clicks a lot. I've heard that so much that I like in my head, I'm like, like Morse code or like, is something actually clicking? Like maybe like <laughs> once they're like, they drive, like every time they hit a mile, like it clicks. <laughs> and so I was uh, I'm flipping around sometime last year and the pacifist was on, which is a Vin Diesel movie. Ooh. And there was a scene in the movie where I don't know what the movie's about really but vin diesel's in it and he's um, i assume he's some sort of like ex-soldier or something who's taking care of kids mm -hmm. and at one point he looks at like one of the girls is looking after and goes set up a 40 click perimeter around this place <laughs> and he takes off and i was sitting there like a 40 click perimeter <laughs> that's like that's forty thousand kilometers <laughs> No, 40,000 meters? Like, yeah, yeah 40,000 meters. I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> a 40-kilometer perimeter? So that's like that's just like bad script writing. Mm -hmm. Like the writer didn't even know what he or she was writing about. Right. And how can a kid it. calculate that? Pacifier is a great movie. I do remember that. I love the minivan <laughs> I, I, stuff. I just <laughs> saw that scene, really. I saw that scene. I was like, okay, I can't do this. Oh, man. I watched it just because it was Vin Diesel. I was on like a Vin Diesel kick, and I drove a minivan at the time. So when he's like... So you were Vin Diesel. Oh, man. I was Vin Dizzling. Shaved no, that's head. disgusting. Oh, I shaved my head. Just kidding. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Oh. <laughs> I have a pretty round head. We're moving on. All right. So I didn't like the lingo. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I also, there was one scene and which is, it's, let's put it this way. It's a good sign that the only things I'm complaining about are specific scenes and not like a whole plot of the movie or cause like we've, we've covered movies where like, I've gone like this movie like is terrible. And then like the only thing I could like say that's good about it is like, oh, but it was filmed nice. Or like the music was good. Like, yeah. So it's, yeah. so, so it's a good, so me complaining about it, like, I'm really not complaining about it. Like, these are just like some things that irked me throughout oh, the movie. Oh, I get it. It's not a, it's not a perfect movie. Yeah. There's things you can point out. Like, there were plenty of scenes where I was like, ooh, the editing here, mm. the dialogue here, the post, there was some post-production stuff that I yeah. was like, well, I don't, that doesn't look the cleanest. Right. Yeah. Like I, the whole, like him making the laser in the beginning, I was like, when are, when is this laser going to come back into the movie? You know? the uh the camera mounting it on the on the tank when he pulls the camera off the tank he just like pulls it right out puts it under his arm and like runs away with it and then the very next yeah the very next scene it's like two guys are like carrying it as if it weighed like 20 tons and i'm like wait but like two seconds ago this guy just like ripped it off the thing and he was like fine yeah um again with the camera and the light situation yeah. there's a um 
the scene where they're like running around and he's got like the light and he's like, you know, trying to find all the, the creatures that are coming after them. There's a scene where he clearly turns around and the light is not on the creatures anymore. And we're still seeing creatures. And I was like, oh no, like, did we forget like the in-universe rule, like yeah. the in-movie universe rule? Um, and I was getting upset by it. And then like the very next scene, right. they follow it again. So I was like, okay, so it was just one scene that they forgot about it. And then now we're back to like, no, we can't see them. They are invisible. Awesome. So like the, cause I, yeah. like I first, not that this was like a scary movie, but it did have like that, you know, eerie part of it. Cause we don't know. Yeah. Cause we don't know when you don't know who your enemy is. Like that's creepy. scary. They're, they're right? creepy like, when you're in the dark, it's scary. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Especially the way these things were attacking. I mean, you mm-hmm. see it in the first, yeah. very first scene of the movie, but it just goes, it just goes at you and you drop dead. And it's like, you don't know why this guy just died. But when you start seeing what's attacking you, you kind of lose that, like the scare, right? Cause now you know what it is. And so that's what was getting, um, mm-hmm. yep. for me, like annoying where it was like, they weren't following that rule because like the part that's scary is that you can't see it. So if you like let go of that and suddenly now we can see them all the time, it's, it, you know, it loses that effect. And that's why like that scene like really bothered me. But then like when they go, went back to like, no, we really yeah. need the this special light to see it. I was like, okay, good. Whew, we're back at it. Like, so the movie kept me happy with that. Um, but speaking of... Hey everyone, Thais here. Brady and I, well, mostly me, accidentally spoiled the movie, so we decided to cut it out of the episode. If you'd like to hear it, head on over to our Instagram page where we'll post it along with any other banter that we have. Thanks! So for our non-Patreon people, welcome back. Uh, So we're discussing (laughs) other things I didn't like about the movie. (laughs) Um... This is this part. And it and it just goes back to, you know, like people get in car accidents and then they look pretty mm-hmm. at the hospital or whatever. Throw it back to, you know, our older episodes. Um, you can check it out anywhere you get your podcast. And in this movie, particularly, you know, we have like one female character. And <laughs> this is when they're, you know, they they figured it all out. They're like, we need a, you know, change up our weapons, change up our, you know, armor. Like we need to get all this stuff going. First of all, they have enough time to do all that so quick to all of a sudden like go guns blazing, killing things. But in all that time, she couldn't find a hair tie. (laughs) Like she's going into battle with her hair flying everywhere. (laughs) Like I just, I'm like, that's so unrealistic. I look down for two seconds to like, brush my teeth, wash my hands, like cut my toenails. I don't know. And my hair is back. Like, and she's got bangs. So it's like, I don't, I just, I don't know why it just like, it really bothered me. That was like, that's the most unrealistic thing about this movie. I believe everything else is possible in this movie, (laughs) except for this one aspect. She's like, how would she not put her hair back? And why is she out on the field anyways? Right? Like she was there to like solve this problem. They basically solved it. Why is she going out into the battlefield? Why is the engineer they want going answers. out into that's the battlefield? That's what they're there for. Like, they want answers. And they have to stop the thing. I, but then wear a hair yeah, tie. That's fair. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that at all. And then, oh, it bothered me. Because like she gets out of the, the um, I almost said the escalator. The... <laughs> And now elevator. What is it called? Helicopter. What is wrong with me? She gets out of the, the helicopter and her hair is like, like in her face. And I'm like, well, if anything was coming at you, you'd be dead because you can't see shit. Like, good job. Put your hair back. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. It's just really bothered me. And then at the end of it all, right, everyone's battered and bruised and covered in what else? And somehow she's like now in jeans and her hair is fine and she's got makeup on and like her face is all clean. Everyone else is still dirty from what just happened, but she's like all clean and it's the end of the movie. I'm like, what? And the Clyde, the engineer man, when he is like saying his goodbyes, he still has like dirt on his cheeks and shit. And then when he gets in 
the helicopter. Here, I said it correctly. And he sits down. His face yeah. is so shiny clean. I'm like, yo, he couldn't have wiped his face within telling them goodbye and then walking into the, the escalator. Why do I keep saying this? The helicopter. Unless the helicopter blew away mm. all the dirt from his face because, I mean, science yeah. in this movie, right? Like, that's a theory that would have worked in this universe because apparently hair ties don't exist. I'm still really mad about this hair I'm like a debt manager. There, there's a name for the... Uh, for the title but um someone who will ensure continuity between scenes because they're not just all filming it mm-hmm. you know he probably filmed before he got in the helicopter one day and then a day later he filmed the other scene so mm-hmm. there should be someone there and there usually is right. and if that person is really good at their job then i'll be like okay you had smudges here and here and this was here and they'll set everything up so that it ensures continuity and they don't have those sorts of mistakes mm-hmm yeah and i will say like in action-packed movies i'm not as good at detecting those problems um because there's so much going on like there's just too much like oh no that rock was you know yeah and so like i had i didn't real i didn't see problems like that in this movie but honestly it's probably because there was just a lot going on at all times and just a lot of people at like you know playing yeah. <laughs> in the playing field like there's and just even a too much you know, to one of the, the more um, well-known ones and it's in jurassic park which is one of the best movies of all time they're, yeah uh, and if not there's the a best. scene in jurassic park where they're stopped in front of the t-rex paddock and the t-rex comes out and mm-hmm. uh gennaro the lawyer opens up his door and runs to the bathroom and that door is open and then you have a view from the other car where grant mm-hmm and uh dr malcolm are sitting looking at the car and the, the, the door is closed or you go back into the car with the yeah. kids and the door is closed and then it's open again mm-hmm. so like that's a movie with one of the best directors ever and it's an incredible movie and those mm-hmm. continuity errors are, are there and it's insane that in a movie like <laughs> that that happens yeah. it happens all the time and usually you don't you don't notice that stuff because you're so enthralled in the movie mm-hmm yeah. And I mean, most of the time, like you probably would only notice it like maybe right. the second or fourth time, you know, watching the movie. Um, so I, yeah, I do wonder, like, if I were to watch this movie again, if Definitely. I would notice more now that I know like yeah. what's going on and stuff. Now I can pay attention to more yep. of the background versus like me being so, you know, right. sucked into yep. the that, story that and finding out like with, the whys uh, and how movies and stuff like that. You pick up on those little things. And hopefully they don't bug you. Yeah. Like in Jurassic huh. Park, I, you know, when you see it for the first time, you're just like, well, no, gotta let it go. Yeah. But when she's yeah. not wearing a hair tie, I mean, you know what, listeners, let me know in the comments uh, if you guys feel that she should have been, you know, should have cut her hair even. Like, I don't know how far we want to get into it. If she should have been on the field, first of all, if she if you think she should be on the field, should she be looking for a hair tie or not? <laughs> Definitely had ample time to make shift something to put her hair back. So yeah, let let us know in the comments if you were as yeah, I love that there was I a woman was. in the movie who wasn't some sort of like love interest for the soldiers, or she was there part of the mission, yeah. uh, wanted to get to the bottom of mm-hmm. what was going on, uh, didn't uh, hook up with Klein at the end or anything like that. It was just like, hey, we did our job. Yeah, good stuff. it wasn't hypersexualized. She also. I, yeah, she wasn't the, uh, what's the, like a victim either throughout the movie. Like she's out on the field and everything's happening. Like she does get, you know, battered and bruised and, you know, she gets like her head cut and whatever, but it wasn't a, oh no, this poor woman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I did appreciate, and she wasn't, you know, running around in heels too. (laughs) <laughs> whereas like jurassic park yeah. well jurassic world <laughs> where the whole movie she's in heels and i'm like that's super unrealistic but she does put her hair back so i don't know you can have the hair or the heels you can only have one though Ty. <laughs> hair or the heels hashtag <laughs> hair <or> the heels <laughs> uh, oh yeah um quick question didn't they lose contact with the base like how did i mean they did say like we're getting reinforcements 
but we like lost contact with them. And then suddenly reinforcements show up with like upgraded lights and tanks and shit. Right, and I'm like, how did they get that go, knowledge? Didn't the soldiers go to that specific spot because it was, uh, I think it was them? like a preset extraction zone. I think that's why they went there specifically and uh, to like that square. Right. Well, because what I was confused by, and maybe because I was trying to read articles about why iron and light have a relationship. Um, <laughs> but what confused me was like, you know, Mr. Clyde's all, I'm going to reverse engineer this camera to work as a light. So instead of it, you know, taking yeah. in light, it can now, <laughs> which I was like, that's a line. Um, so he like invents this. And then suddenly the tank shows up with that light on top, like mounted he on top of the tank. And so I'm like, when, at what about creating, uh, yeah, he did. You were reading. Okay. I guess I missed that part. I was reading. <laughs> Cause like suddenly I was like, wait, how does base already know that that's what we're doing and how is it that they did it so quickly? Did he tell him step-by-step like how to do it? Because it almost sounded like he was the only person that knew how to make that camera to begin with. Uh, I'd have to go back and watch, but I think it was like a, <laughs> okay, we have to get these instructions to base. I don't think he like actually got mm. on the horn with someone like walked them through that. I think that'd be kind of a boring scene anyway, but I think he was just yeah. like, we have to let him know that this is what we need. Mm-hmm. And this movie also gave me like, did you ever hear about and or play? Oh no, you have an Xbox, so you wouldn't be able to play it, right? Uh, Death no. Stranding, the Kojima one. Okay. Well, look it up. <laughs> well, look up this game that I'll never be able to play. We're running out of time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might actually be a, a PlayStation exclusive, but it gave me like a Death Strandy kind of vibe. Um, I'll cut this. All right. Anyways. <laughs> How do I naturally segue into our sponsor? Um, Today's episode is brought to you by. <laughs> Yeah, but out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Bathtubs. From personal hygiene and a relaxing, well-deserved me time to a last resort safety from an impending tornado, you can now add protection from spectral beings to the list. Bathtubs are here to keep you calm, clean, and safe. Don't have a bathtub? Use our code WW1 at your nearest hardware store to get a free bathtub. Safety from the following not guaranteed. Slippage, serial killers, accidental electrocution, portals for silverfish, house centipedes, and cockroaches to infiltrate your homes. Mold. Bathtubs, not just a place to make gin. Uh, So all in all, this movie definitely worth watching once i couldn't have said Um, it better myself it was just it's fun you know it it, there's a lot of action it's fun it's smart i mean it's you know is it loosely based on things sure i'm no scientist but like it's not dumb (laughs) where am i going with this yeah this it just if it fell I'm going to start this over because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it felt like well uh, researched. And then I was like, well, but then it's like, how well can you research something that you don't fully understand and still be able to add it into like a movie? I mean, I don't understand how ghosts work, but we write about them all the time. So, okay, I'll go back to this. It was well researched. I really like this movie. <laughs> I like the science of it. I like the, you know, suspending your disbelief about, you know, the other world and ghosts and whatever. Um, I like that it kept me guessing. And the actors brought it. They just, you know, like we how we discussed, the moment you saw them, you knew this is the greatest team yep. that there ever was and will be in this yep. uh, universe. But I, oh, actually... The story doesn't end here, though. 
Did you know that there is a prequel webcomic based on the movie? Mm, I know. (laughs) It's called Spectral Ghosts Mm. of War. Yeah. And the um the art actually looks really interesting. It's in color, which wasn't like cool. It looks very realistic. Um, we're getting a look into the the kids in the movie. We're getting a look into like what their father did and how he was um, related to like all that's happened. At least from what I gathered by looking at one chapter. <laughs> I didn't actually read it, but just like cursory look through the the images. Um, it seems that it's more about like how the ghosts came to be and how those kids were actually, and it's through the, it's through the view of the, the kids and the family and their father. So we get to learn more about people like this movie, huh? People like like this movie. It was a great pick, Brady. You, you weren't the only one that got sucked into this universe. This This is one of my faves. And it's not just, um, it wasn't fan-made either. It's a Netflix original wow. comic book. The official comic prequel to the Netflix original film. Also, quick discussion. Listeners, do you like it that we call them Netflix original movies? Or would you rather us say Netflix original films? Should we say Netflix original films to the ones we really think you should watch once? and say Netflix original movies to the ones that are like, you know, if you're bored and you don't know what else to do, this one's kind of fun. Let us know in the comments below. Um, If there were to be a sequel to this movie, A, would you want it? And B, what do you think would happen? I don't want a sequel. I think we've we've told the story that needs to be told and a sequel would lack the mystery that, really made this one a lot more interesting um and a sequel I, I don't think could have that and there's these aren't uh really yeah. uh deep characters i don't think there's a lot that we can dive <laughs> into with them so i'm pretty happy with it as a standalone movie i really don't want anymore if, if they were going to make one it'd have to be in new york city Maybe that's the Easter egg. Ooh, <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> what is a Easter egg? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll keep that in. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you could put any other actor in it, would you have wanted to? Or are you happy with the actors that I'm happy are in with it. the actors that are in it it's you know you could throw like uh i keep thinking brad pitt just because of world war z you know like multiple world war z people in it mm-hmm. but it's like you know you pick this yeah. uh james badge dale guy is that his, I, do i keep messing up his name is that his name it's, the name <laughs> is so wild james badge dale yeah jbd <laughs> yeah jimmy James dale, dale. I mean, he's a, a, a <laughs> random pick such a random pick for like a lead role um but i he he nailed it he was you know he's the scientist the engineer he wasn't uh, a beefy soldier in this but he fit in with like the with the delta guys and yeah i, I really wouldn't make any changes definitely wouldn't change bruce greenwood in his air of authority that he brought to that role mm-hmm. as the uh, the commander of the base. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's not a lot I would change about it. It's, again, said it's not not a perfect movie, but just the the way it is, what it is, Netflix original, nice, easy watch, entertaining. I, I think it's uh, it's one of the best mm-hmm. offerings they have for just a you know an entertaining popcorn flick on a Friday night. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I don't think I would have taken anyone out or put anyone different in it. I really, I really was happy with everyone that was in it and the roles that they played. Sometimes like in some movies, you'll be like, oh, you know what? I kind of would have wanted him Mm -hmm. to play that character versus, you know, the other actor. But I think everyone fit. Like it it was well cast. Casted? Cast. I've heard of both ways. Casto? (laughs) Well, apparently cannoli is plural 
and one cannoli is a canolo. So Stop. now my whole life is just a Are you I'm being questioning right everything. Now? I'm gonna have to look yeah. into this And then I just realized like how fat I sound when I'm like, oh yeah, I ate cannolis. <laughs> That's like extra. <laughs> like- so you you would eat multiple cannolis, not cannolis. Yep. I'm I'm shook right now. I was rattling. Yeah, yeah. Like I only have money for a cannoli. I don't like that. But I would rather purchase. I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) Language is fluid. I didn't create it. You know, so I think I think cannolis (laughs) have to be the way we go. One cannoli, multiple cannolis. I think when I post this episode, I'm just going to post a picture of cannoli. uh, An Easter egg, so to speak. (laughs) A Easter egg? And on that note, I want to thank everyone for joining us for this week's episode. We covered Spectral, and we're looking forward to the next one. If you like what you heard and want more, check us out on Instagram at worthwatchingonce or on Twitter at ww1pod. Um, we'd love to hear, you know, more movie suggestions, what you thought about these movies, what you think about us, if you want us to add more. And if you would be willing to become a Patreon member, um, let us know if that's something that, you know, people want. And we can uh, definitely give you more content on that note. Hey.